in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Well, you've heard one take, one opinion on the Palapala report by the acting public protector, the UDM leader, General Bantu Holomisa, telling SAFM Sunrise this morning that he completely rejects this report. The findings by the acting public protector, advocate Koleka Koleka, that there was no direct involvement by President Cyril Ramaphosa in the transaction that saw US dollars being given to his farm manager in return for Buffalo, which are still on the farm. Those dollars then placed under the cushions in a couch and then stolen. Other investigations still underway by the Hawks and the SA Reserve Bank. Lawson Naidu is the Executive Director, the Executive Secretary at the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution. Lawson, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Thank you very much. It's a long report. The Acting Public Protector spoke to many people. Do you believe these findings are going to hold up in court? Do you believe the parties who are going to challenge this may actually have grounds for a challenge? Um, Good morning. Well, before we get to that, Stephen, I think it's very important uh, to clarify that the ambit of the public protector's investigation was a very, very narrow one. It related to whether the president had breached the uh, executive member's ethics code and uh, therefore the act, uh, whether there was a conflict of interest and whether um, the the SAPS officials involved in the investigation did so uh, following proper process. That, that was the ambit of the report. Now, wh- whether uh, the uh, acting public project- protector has got it right or wrong may now well be determined by the courts. But what I think is clear is that in the report, she has gone through the necessary constitutional provisions and leg- legislation governing conflict of interest and the issue of whether the president was engaged in paid work at the Palapala farm or whether he merely held a financial interest in that. Uh, and she's come to a conclusion. I've not seen in the debate since the report was released anyone uh, taking issue with her legal interpretation. What we're seeing is the continuing politicization and even weaponization of the uh, Office of the Public Protector to score political points. Uh, you know, it is the political parties that have come out guns blazing because they expected perhaps. Uh, that this would be a political tool in their hands to weaken the president and therefore the ruling party ahead of next year's elections. There's so many aspects to this. I mean, you have a foreign business person, you have a buffalo still on the farm. I mean, I think some people are going to say, can you imagine if the business person who the president's farmer conducted this deal with had the, had the surname, I don't know, Gupta? I mean, how would we be reacting? I mean, is that a legitimate question to ask? It is, but we again, you know, we got, when we take into consideration the the, the, the narrow frame of the uh, office of the public protector's investigation, those the questions you pose: How did the money get there? Why was it stored under a mattress or in couches? Uh, why are the buffalo still on the farm and have not been delivered to the to the buyer? Those are all legitimate questions, and this Palapala investigation is far from over. There are other uh, uh, law enforcement agencies that are still investigating those, and we need to wait for those reports, which will hopefully come out uh, sooner rather than later, uh, so that all of the questions uh, can be answered. I think those who reported the complaint to the Office of the Public Protector in the first uh, uh, case must understand the narrow uh, jurisdiction that that office has in a matter of this nature. Uh, You talk about the politicization of the office um, and the acting public protector, I don't know, may be available for the position of public protector when the term of the current suspended public protector, Busasim Kobani, ends in October. Is that a problem? I mean, is someone going to claim there's a conflict here? 
Well, I think we've already seen that loud and clear, Stephen, and I think some of the language that has been used uh, has been particularly personal towards the person of the acting public protector, which I think is is unfair. Whether she is right or wrong in law on this matter uh, will be uh, perhaps be determined by the courts if it's taken under review. But I don't think anybody can uh, can question uh, the report and her legal uh, analysis within that report. You may not agree with it. It may ultimately prove to be an incorrect interpretation of the law. But I think it's an honest one. And I think it's really unfair for her to be singled out in the way that uh, it is. Uh, that she is being, we don't know whether she's going to put, uh, put her name forward for the uh, the position that will become vac- vacant, and quite likely in the circumstances, given the uh, the vilification she's received, I would not be surprised if she doesn't enter the fray because of the uh, the response, political response that it's going to be getting, rather than you know any sort of um, evaluation of her capacity to do the job. And I think particularly when it comes from senior polit- politicians. Uh, they have a duty to respect that office and they may not like uh, the acting public protector, but it's not about the person. It's about, is she doing a a good job? Is she uh, seeking to execute her mandate? And the kind of personal attacks I think that we've seen undermine the issue of the independence of that office. There seems to be um, just sort of scandal after scandal. Now that happens in democracies, in uh, in politics and democracies. But they always seem to involve the same institutions and sort of the same sort of politics in the office of the public protector. And that obviously shows you uh, the legal power that it has. Is there any way to insulate it from political attacks? I can't see one. Well, it's not not going to be an easy process. And I think, uh, you know, the office has obviously been through a difficult time with the... um, uh, the impeachment process into Busisiwe Mkobane, her conduct having seemingly brought the office into disrepute over a period of time. And like I said, the politicization of that office, which is likely to continue because the the sort of, uh, you know, the high level controversial investigations that are conducted by that office are largely uh, cases that are brought to that office by political parties. Uh, and, you know, it, it does two things. One, it politicizes uh, the work of that office. And secondly, it detracts from the ability of that office to deal with the much more fundamental uh, concerns of ordinary South Africans who take their small grievances to the office of the public protector. So I think we need to find a stri- strike a balance as to how the office uh, is able to deal uh, with its uh, you know, limited resources in conducting these various investigations and insulating itself from uh, from political uh, pressure from outside. That's obviously something that's going to take a long time, and perhaps it's going to require a rethink on the structure and functioning of that office. Lawson Naidoop, thank you very much indeed. He is, of course, the Executive Secretary of the Council for the Advancement of the South African Constitution. Well, more to come in a moment. Uh, we'll get an update for you on the situation around Banyana Banyana. The most extraordinary story playing out uh, yesterday and over the last 24 hours. We understand the Minister himself of, of Sport and Recreation, Zizi Cordua, getting involved in that now as well.